I just today hauled an old tricycle out of the garage, so I guess it's as good a time as any to talk about the history of the tricycle. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I have a good attitude. I think I have a good attitude. Sometimes I have a bad attitude, but today I have a good attitude. I've got a good attitude today, a great attitude. I'm talking about, I'm talking about tricycles, tricycles, the, the elusive tricycle. I, I, I thought going into the, okay, so a little backstory on me. When I was in elementary school, we had this assignment where we were supposed to select one of the 50 states, one of the states in the, in the union of the United States of America. We were supposed to choose one of the 50 states uh, and then do some research and then do an oral report on this on this 50 state. And so me, Phil, in my, you know, forward thinking wisdom, I chose Rhode Island because I thought, hey, it's the smallest state, so it'll probably have the least history. Only Surprise, surprise for me, me, me. It turns out that Rhode Island not only doesn't have the least history, it has some of the most history, what with being one of the oldest states. Uh, it turns out size and age aren't necessarily related. I guess there are small old people as well as big young people. So, it, I mean, I guess like distance and time are interrelated, but that's like a relativity thing, and we're not getting into that yet. So, when I was like, oh, for this week's book, I am going to do a little history of the tricycle. And maybe, you know, maybe not just the tricycle, but maybe just bicycles in general, since we're on the subject. That can't be very complicated, can it? Well, after a few minutes diving into the history of ancient China, I realized it was probably a little more than I could chew, and I was going to have to narrow things down a bit again. Like, my, my, my reach out reached my grasp my grasp i don't know how the what is the uh, what is the saying my 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 grasp my reach and my grasp I, I my eyes were bigger than my stomach when it came to research and i instantly realized i was in over my head also didn't have enough time what with this week's book being like 13 pages long and a board book and having little to no plot. That's right. This week, I am covering uh, something different. It is 1996's A peak board book by Stan and Jan Berenstain. It is the Berenstain Bears. Yike, yike, where's my trike? And as Mitzi said when I had her read this out loud to me because... I had her read this out loud to me. I wanted the full childhood experience. Thank you very much. I had Mitzi read this out loud to me, and she stomped at the first word on the cover, and she was like, yike? Yike? And I was like, yeah, I don't think anyone actually says yike, but yikes, Sister Bear didn't lose two trikes. She only lost the one. So, uh, yike, yike, where's my trike? It's a peak aboard book. What does peak aboard mean? Well, we'll get to that. Because before we begin, I do want to cover the history of the tricycle just a little bit, just just a little bit of a history of the tricycle because it's a lot more complicated. First of all, when I say tricycle, I mean children's tricycle. I mean the the small, frequently red metal object with pedals attached to a front wheel, two tiny rear wheels, usually not with inflated tires, usually with just sort of uh, rubber or even plastic tires uh, that you see little kids riding around they've been doing for about 100 years. That's what I mean when I say tricycle. Although I do know, and I am well aware, especially after doing all my research, that tricycles encompass any, of course, 
not any vehicle with three wheels, but any vehicle that's sort of like self-powered with three wheels is a tricycle. And so when I looked into the history of tricycles, turns of kind of tricycles go way back. Like even before, really before the invention of what we think of as like the spoked wheel, people were trying to develop some sort of chair that could easily move over the ground with three moving parts that, that carried you. And so people were inventing tricycles for a while. And we're going to discount the ones that were invented in like ancient China because they were not self-propelled and they were mostly for the benefit of nobility, uh, for, for disabled people who had a lot of money and could be pushed or in the cases of some, it looked like carried in your tricycle, which to me defeats the purpose of a tricycle. But again, remember that spokes and wheels and well, there were no tires didn't really exist at the time. So you can't really fault people for not having a good way of getting around on wheels because there was no, the roads were different. Uh, there was no shock absorbency. So for a long, long time, there was just there was no real tricycle. And this this leads me to when you're studying the history of the tricycle, I thought that the history of the tricycle and the history of the bicycle would kind of be interchangeable. Like they sort of go hand in hand. It's similar technologies and you're you have similar goals. Turns out uh, the first tricycles were actually invented for disabled people, for people who, well, I would say people, one person, for uh, a guy Okay, let's let's go back. Let's go back in time, shall we? It is the 17th century. <laughs> 17th century. 1655 or 1680, we're not really sure. There was this guy in German, his name was Stefan Farfler. Uh, sometimes spelled with three Fs, sometimes with two. Uh, Stefan Farfler uh, invents this three-wheeled wheelchair that is self-propelled. Uh, it is wood. It has a three similarly sized wheels. The rear two are spoked. The front is a solid wheel. Uh, you sit in a chair, like a wooden, like almost like a wooden like couch almost. It's it's a very low wooden platform uh, that has a box attached to the front that that with a crank on the side. And so while you're sitting in this chair, you would turn the crank, which would, through a series of gears and, and whatevers, would power the front wheel and that would pull you along. So so you have not only a a a wheeled chair, a three-wheeled chair. You have a three-wheeled chair that is powered by the rider, powered by the user. Now, we don't know much about Stefan Farfler. We don't really know who he was, except that he was he was presumably young. I think he was supposed to be in his early 20s, uh, but it could he could have been in his 40s, depending on when the actual date of this thing being created was. We know he was a watchmaker, and we know that he was disabled. We don't know how. Uh, many, like, many people who write about uh, Stefan Farfler will say that he was paraplegic, uh, but he also could have been an amputee because, or, or simply have been born without legs. We don't know. All the drawings, and they are these are simple. These are well, I won't say simple. These are detailed uh, woodcuts of of him powering this device, this three-wheeled wheelchair device. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell what his legs are supposed to be doing because of the way the, they're angled, because of the way they're drawn, and because it's wood cuttings, uh, wood carvings. So we don't really have, or wood, wood, wood cut illustrations. So we don't really have, uh, they don't really spend a lot of time with the, uh, with the specifics as to what's going on below the waist. It looks in most of the pictures like he is missing his legs below the knee, uh, or even above the knee. But he also 
could have his legs pulled up underneath him. It's hard to tell, again, that they weren't focusing on that in the in the Im images. But for all intents and purposes, this in 19 this 17th century, mid-17th century invention, 1655, was the first actual tricycle that we have on record. It was uh it, because it was had three wheels and it was powered by the by the rider. Uh now I thought, okay, well, uh, uh, now it's just onward and upward through the history of the tricycle, but it gets really complicated. I don't know anything about chains or pedals or, or chain draw. I don't know anything about any of this stuff. All I will tell you is that it took them a long time to come to what we think of as the tricycle. My favorite tricycle was this one that was invented. Uh, so there was this thing called the Coventry Lever Tricycle that was that was created in 1876. And the Coventry Lever Tricycle is one of the most bizarre looking things I've seen as far as like, this is something that a human being would ride down the street. So imagine, if you will, a bicycle with two even-sized wheels, except the wheels are much smaller than what you would see on uh, on, a, on a modern bicycle. They're, they're larger than dinner plates, but they're probably the size of like serving platters. Uh, they're, they're big, but they're not the size of bicycle wheels. Uh, so imagine those, they're spoked wheels, but they are much further apart from each other than uh, you would find in a modern bicycle. They're further apart from each other. They're attached by a long tube, and there is a seat attached to these two wheels, but it is not balanced between them. Instead, it is offset. It is to the left of the of the of the attaching to the tube that attaches the two wheels. So you have the seat floating in the air off to the left of these two wheels. At about at about the height you would find a bicycle seat though. And then to the left of that seat, attached to that seat is an enormous spoked wheel. Uh to so you're sitting on a seat up in the air. To your right and slightly below you are two wheels, two low down wheels, one one of ways in front of you, one of ways behind you. And then to your left uh, is a giant spoked wheel uh, that is that's just like coming up about to like your chest area, like the, like the, the top of the wheels at about your chest height. And of course, the rest of the wheels touching the ground. And initially, you would power this thing, it looks like with a series of pedals, you had these two pedals in front of you that I think you pumped, like not like bike pedals, but like push pedals, like you would push these pedals down. And then in your right hand, you have a lever that presumably steers this uh this coventry lever tricycle and then on your left side you have another lever that i assume in some way stabilizes the the giant wheel on your left so you're you're pumping your feet up and down and you can't see me but i'm doing it while i'm saying it you're pumping your feet up and down you're using your right hand to steer and you're using your left hand to i don't know stabilize and it looks like a lot of work this thing looks like it looks like a heck of a lot of work. I'm looking at an old, old reproduction photo of one of these things, and it doesn't look comfortable, but I guess it's going to get you where you're going to go. Oh, because the the wheel, the giant wheel is attached to a chain. So it is, of course, making better use of your of your movements. Uh, like you're, you're putting a lot of energy into this thing, but also it's getting you there faster. So it's a weird little device, and it didn't, didn't last. Eventually, they came up with a version that had... That had uh, that had pedals. Uh, it looks like here it says the power was supplied by the hand lever. So maybe you were pumping initially. You were pumping with your hands. Who knows? Uh, but then they attached a rotary chain drive to that. 
And uh, and this was developed by a guy named James Starley. And this started what is, I guess, what is a tricycling craze for a while in the in the 1870s. But you also have to remember that in the 1800s, there were also bicycling crazes. There was like the initial bone shaker bikes, the ones that kind of look like modern bicycles, but they were just made entirely out of wood or metal and were very difficult to ride. Uh, there were the penny farthing bikes, which had the gigantic wheel in front and the little tiny itty bitty wheel in back, which I didn't realize were named because they look like a penny and a farthing, so you would call them penny farthings. Uh, but those were incredibly dangerous and also incredibly expensive bicycles to to operate because they were dangerous because you sat on a seat right above the giant wheel, and if you hit something or you were going too fast downhill, you would pitch forward, you would fly forward, and like you would, you would die. Like you you would just you would fly off this thing that was taller than you, and you would land head first on like the the hard ground. It was they were they were they were, so they were these were like sort of like daredevil like this is like this was the extreme sports of the 1800s you were you were only riding a penny farthing if you if you if if life was cheap and you were ready to live it live it on the edge so it was actually the invention of the safety bike the safety bicycle is what we call today's bicycles they were invented as a way of of being like this isn't a penny farthing uh our seats are further back so if you pitch forward oh apparently you would also uh, when you were going downhill on a penny farthing you would you were you were uh, advised to put your feet up on the handlebars so that if you pitched forward you would at least pitch forward feet first you'd still fly pretty friggin far and you'd land on you like you'd break your legs to all get out but in any case uh so it was the safety bi- oh, that's why the the, the 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 modern bicycle design is called the safety bike because it's like this is a bike you're not gonna probably kill yourself on i mean bicycles are still pretty dangerous but they were no penny farthings so I'm giving. So I told you I wasn't going to do a history of the bicycle. That's a brief, brief, brief history of the bicycle. Uh, but alongside all this is the tricycle. That's also like, also kind of competing with the bicycle because bicycles you have to balance on. But tricycles are a little more versatile. Uh, they have this built-in backside area so that if you know if you need to, you can uh, you can haul things more easily. Uh, so we have uh, the tricycle and the 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 children's tricycle. What we think of as a, 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 as a as an invention for little kids, actually, for many years, sort of was just a small version of an adult tricycle. And the original ones had a platform that sat over the rear two, the large rear two wheels. Uh, you had some sort of pedals or like foot pumps, and the large front the, the the smaller front wheel which was controlled by like a, a like a pole like you would hold this like pole and you would steer it back and forth um eventually the they got smaller and smaller more compact for for one rider and uh the handlebars came into use and uh and the wheels the the, the pedals stopped being attached to the front wheel for a while and were attached to the rear wheel so you had these like and then you had tricycles that had a, like a like were like three small wheels and the pedals were in the middle and they were attached to some sort of like chain and gear and eventually around the around the beginning of the 20th century you had what you think of as the modern tricycle this thing that is that is now created solely for children uh to enjoy some of them had horses built onto them uh many of them were were just kind of uh, like they're like try, still trying to look like mama and dada's like pedal bikes uh until we get to what we think of today as as the the true tricycle which is the large front wheel and the two smaller wheels uh i think these were called the velocipede tricycles and those came out oh no the velocipede the velocipede tricycle 
Okay, so velocipedes were a type of bicycle that didn't have pedals. Those were those came before like pedaled bikes. Uh, but then velocipedes became okay. So velocipede was a term that was used to describe push-powered bicycles. Then just became to be used to describe all bicycles. So the velocipede tricycle uh, is our first real tricycle that looks kind of like what we think of as a tricycle. Uh, they had a nice red color. They had the the pedals attached to the giant front wheel to smaller lower wheels, and those evolved into the modern, uh, the modern trike. Now, in the 1920s, uh, the Art Deco movement had a huge impact on children's tricycle designs. Uh, and so they started uh, designing the fenders and the framework to look more aerodynamic, more like uh, modern automobiles were looking. And so when you think of like the red sleek tricycle, that's what it's aping. It's trying to look like an auto, like, kind of like an automobile or a spaceship design. Um, and then Kettler tricycles in 1949 came out of Germany, uh, and they were they had a they had a lighter metal frame. Like when they were, we were getting closer to the aluminum frames of tricycles uh, in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, the tricycles really took off as as families moved into the suburbs, as more and more kids were starting to tricycle up and down sidewalks, uh, and tricycles were becoming like the main form of transportation for little tiny kids. Uh, until like by the and then by the late 60s and the early 70s, uh, plastic tricycles became more common uh, as. Tri- Tricycles became uh, built lower to the ground, so the children's center of gravity was lower, less chance of falling, less chance of accidents. Uh, and then by the 80s, uh, they began developing fully plastic tricycles, or big wheels, as as we call them. That's I know big wheels a brand name. And tricycles started becoming brand name. Tricycles were still seen as like my you know kids' first uh, uh, pedaled powered. Uh, vehicle, which is a problem because tricycles are still very, very, very much in use by adults. Uh, uh, I, I will say, pri- I would say primarily, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I would assume uh, primarily by adults with uh, mobility or balance issues. We see tricycles being used a lot by, I work in an organization that works with people with brain injury. A lot of people with brain injury use uh, three-wheeled bicycles as, as, they, as they are frequently called because tricycle has a certain connotation, which means child which means someone who doesn't know how to ride a bike, which means uh, a little kid, they're, they're infantilized. And I do think that's a shame because uh, as anyone who uses a tricycle knows, they are very, very useful uh, pieces of equipment. And they are very, uh, today, I mean, you can give tri- tricycles that are just as, as speedy and fast as any bicycle. Uh, recumbent tricycles are super popular that lean where you can lean back. Uh, they're great so you don't have to worry about balance. Uh, they're great because you can haul things more easily. They have larger uh, back ends. And I just, they're tricycles. They are a good thing. And I say this as somebody who is in his mid forties and does not ride a bike. So I, I, to me, I'm like, yes, go whatever, whatever number of wheels you need to be happy and comfortable, go forth, go forth and ride that trike, my friend. Uh, Let no one stop you. Let no one, let no one look down upon you because it's not about balance. It's not about balance. It's about choosing the vehicle that is right for you. So that's a brief history of the tricycle. I got way too much into it, and now I'm just, my head is full. But what is this book? By the way, yike, yike, where's my trike from 1996? I was in college when this came out. No wonder I didn't read it. Uh, this is from the Peekaboard book series. Peekaboard books are like the opposite of Lift the Flap books. Instead of having secret pictures hidden by uh, paper flaps, it is, uh, it's a board book in which parts of the image are cut out so you can see what's coming up on the next page. Frequently, uh, so that whatever is coming up on the next page can trick you into thinking it's one thing, and then you turn the page, and nope, it's another thing. So this story is the story of Sister Bear, who has lost her tricycle. 
uh, she's lost her trike. And and this is also one of those unusual books where the front cover serves as the front page. So don't ignore the front cover, which is Sister Bear looking at the reader, a worried expression on her little face. And she is saying, yike, yike, where's my trike? And you see the, the cover is cut out between two trees. You see what looks like the handlebars of her tricycle. So she says, yike, yike, where's my trike? You turn the page. Whoop, no, that wasn't her tricycle. Uh, it was someone else's. It was someone else's tricycle. But she'll, she's she's worried because she left her tricycle next to a tree and now it's gone. Um, but this is another kid's tricycle. It's not a real, like a regular tricycle. It's got a bucket seat and this little boy cub is putting his stuffed bunny into the tricycle and sister immediately forgets about him. But then she sees through a hole, uh, well, not through a hole, but through a hole we see uh, what looks to be the wheel of her tricycle resting against the trunk of a tree. It's over there. That's the wheel of my tricycle, she says. You turn the page. Nope. Up. Uh, nope. It's Papa Bear's wheelbarrow. It's the front wheel, or I guess the only wheel. It's a, well, yeah, it's the only wheel of, of the wheelbarrow. Uh, Papa Bear's wheel. It's a spoked wheel. It's basically a bicycle wheel, which looks really strange on a wheelbarrow now that I think about it. Normally, wheelbarrows need a much, much larger, like a stronger wheel. Uh, but maybe this, I don't know, I was going to say maybe this is the wheelbarrow Papa uses for, for hauling lighter, lighter loads, but this is, it's full of uh, firewood, so I don't know. Uh, and also, so Sister will say on these pages how it's structured is, Sister will think she sees her thing, and she'll say, I know, that, that's my tricard over there. You turn the page, and of course it's not, and then it's one of the woodland friends, one of her woodland friends will will, will speak to the audience and sort of address them. And, be, and so in this page, for instance, uh, it's a bird, and the bird says, she left her trike beside a tree, now it's gone, oh, woe is she. So she sees Papa's wheelbarrow, and she's like, goodness sakes alive. That's not my tricycle. And then she sees uh, behind a bush, and we see through a cutout, a green seat. She's like, I know that seat anywhere. That's my tricycle. Turn the page. Nope. It is the seat of of Brother Bear's bike. And it's the bike he got in the Green-Eyed Monster. So we are familiar with this bike. It's his racing bike. Uh, Remember, though, that she was like, I know that seat anywhere. Because Brother's bike is entirely green. Wheels, handlebars, and seat. It's a green. It's green. Just remember that. Uh, the beaver, or the is it a beaver? Is a squirrel? Says Sister Bear is wrong again. Will she find her trike? If so, when? Uh, so Sister then looks up in a tree and she thinks she sees the streamers from her handlebar. I'd know those streamers anywhere. Now these streamers are about as long as a horse's mane, and they're up in a tree. I don't know why she thinks it's the streamers from her tricycle, but she's fairly confident that those are the streamers to her trike. But nope, it's a it's a weird flag hanging off the back of her grandparents' bike, uh, which is a bicycle built for two. I don't know why they have this weird like handlebar streamer hanging off a giant like this like radio aerial on the back of their bike uh and well in any case sister's like well forget it overall over that and we see through a hole over and through that bush i see the basket of my trike there's my trike over there i'd know that basket anywhere so you turn the page and what is it no it's okay this is my favorite so she's like ah, that's not my trike that's cousin fred's motorbike and we get to see that cousin fred is riding this incredible motorbike not a motorcycle but like a moped type thing it's enormous and it's got this basket on the back that looks like it's precarious he's got his groceries in it i don't first of all when did cousin fred get a motorbike second of all when did cousin fred get a motorbike this thing is enormous and it's super like 90s it's like a it's like a turquoise motorbike with purple accents and a hot pink like lightning bolt and it's cousin fred riding it i don't I just, who bought Cousin Fred a motorbike and why has he not ridden it in every single book? I don't know. You really dropped the ball on that one, Berenstains, because this is amazing. So then she thinks she sees her tricycle. 
between the trees. Hush, hush, quiet, please. Is that my trike between those trees? We see the handlebars. Is it her trike? The trike is found. Hooray, hooray. The trike is found. Oh, happy day. And it's her tricycle. Now, remember when she said, I'd know that seat anywhere. I'd know that tricycle seat anywhere, which was green. Well, her trike is all red. I don't know what was... I don't know what was going on with sister. Uh, this is a red tricycle, but it is her tree. I just forgot which tree it was beside. Now, excuse me, please, while I take a ride. Beautiful tricycle, uh, red, uh, red handlebars, a red seat, red body, a nice basket on the back. I really like the basket. And there's her streamer on a, uh, it's like a radio aerial. Maybe like she and her grandparents are ham radio operators and they talk to each other like through their bikes. I don't know. But in any case, she's got this streamer. I thought it was going to be a handlebar streamer. I was wrong. It's 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 just a streamer she has. I don't understand why. Maybe it's so she won't get hit by cars. I don't know. What I love about this book, though, what I love about this book, and we'll get to the art in just a second, but what I really love about this book is the is the captivating story it tells on the back. You're If you're a parent and you're like, what's this book about? Yike, yike, where's my trike? I'll read the back to see if this will be entertaining for my child. Here's here is what it says on the back of Yike Yike Where's My Trike, and and this might just be boilerplate. Like this is probably just what it says on the back of every single one of these. But they need a copy person to come in and, and punch this up a bit. It says the game of peekaboo. <laughs> okay, like we're already waxing philosophic here. I mean, the game of peekaboo is a source of never-ending delight to small children. True. Okay, got me there. Each spread. So they're referring to like the two-page spread. So they're not even referring to each picture. Each spread. You pop this book open. You're not getting picture book illustrations. You're getting one, two, three, four, five, six. You're getting six solid spreads. Like you'd get at a, a good, well, I was going to say a bagel shop. But you get a schmear at a bagel shop. Just six solid spreads. Each spread of this bright, sturdy book. Sturdy board book, sorry. Bright and sturdy, which is what they said about me in elementary school. Each spread of this bright, sturdy board book contains a differently shaped hole. God, not even the same hole. Different. Each time you turn a page in this book, you get a differently shaped hole. This is like, the, the, the book itself is pushing the edges of technology. Not unlike that weird tricycle I talked about earlier. A different shaped hole through which children are invited to peek. It's not even a book you read. This is a book you have been invited to peek through. Children are invited to peek and point out the simple object or animal on the next or the preceding page. This book gives you options. It doesn't give you options. It invites you to peek through holes, differently shaped holes, and participate in one of two options. You can look through a hole that will take you into the future, or you can look through a differently shaped hole that will take you back to the past. This book is inviting you to travel through time, like the game that inspired it. This book wasn't just written. This book isn't just inviting you. This book was inspired. This peak aboard book will provide many hours of entertainment for children and their parents. If you are a parent of a small child and you are just bored, bored, bored. I have watched every movie on Disney+. Plus. I have watched Freaky Friday. I have watched the other Freaky Friday. I watched The Parent Trap and the other parent trap, I watched High School Musical. I watched High School Musical 2. I watched High School Musical 3. I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series. I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, the like other series that they did about it. 
I've watched everything on Disney Plus. Did I watch Kim Possible? Yes. Did I watch the Kim Possible movie? Yes. Did I watch the other Kim Possible movie, the live action one that no one liked? Yes. I have seen everything on Disney Plus. My hours are sky high. Yes. I have watched everything on Disney Plus. Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2 have Adam. I've already seen him. Everything on Disney Plus has been watched. Where am I going to find literally hours of entertainment? What's this? A peek aboard book? I think I have my answer. I think I have my answer. I have been invited to look through differently shaped holes and, and interact with animals or objects, either before or behind me, in this peek aboard book. Where's my trike? It's the last page. It's in the last page. Yike, yike, where's my trike? Was written by Stan and Jan Berenstain, I assume. Uh, illustrated by who knows. I'm not sure. Some of these pictures look wildly off. Uh, sister is standing in a pose at one point that I am I am going to uh, uh, define as 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 uh, off model a little bit. Just gotta go so far as to say it's slightly off model. Uh, very weird. Um, it looks like they were given some. Uh, want to say it's not drawn by Stan and Jan Berenstain, but there's some weird sister bears in this book. There's only like six or seven spreads, as they call them, and sister looks odd. However, I cannot recommend this book highly enough because it's never-ending delight. It's hours of fun, and each spread is, is bright and sturdy. So, uh, yike, yike, where's my track? Obviously, this book is long out of print. You cannot find it new. You can't find it online. I mean, you can't find it. Like, there's no ebook of this. That would defeat the purpose. You can find it used, though. And I got a copy of it used for just a couple of dollars. And it's brilliant. I love it. I think it's great. I made Mitzi read it out loud to me. She was befuddled. Uh, she is 10. She thought it was a weird thing for a parent to do. Uh, I was delighted. I loved it. So... That's it. That is Yike Yike. Where's my trike from 1996? I was in college. Uh, didn't read it then. Read it now. Loved it. Sister Bear found her tricycle, and I learned a thing or two about tricycles, and so did you. I'm Phil Gonzalez. I have a great attitude about the Berenstain Bears. I do love the doing this show, by the way. If I ever come across as down about doing this show, if I ever seem like I don't want to be doing this show, uh... Uh, it has nothing to do with my actual feelings about doing a Berenstain Bears show. It has more to do with my sudden and uncontrollable mood swings that I haven't gotten looked at or diagnosed yet. Sudden mood swings. Uh, so if, if, if I ever seem a little down in the mouth, a little frown around town, uh, uh, it might be clinical. Who knows? Who knows? I'm going to get it looked into. And you might be saying, Phil, that's a lot to share on a podcast about the Berenstain Bears. And I'm saying, it's, I, this is the only game in town. You can't. It's the only game. This is what you get if you're looking for Berenstain Bears podcast. Uh, if anyone else wants to start a Berenstain Bears podcast, you, I will, I will give you, I will guest on your show if you start a Berenstain Bears podcast. I will, I will sit right down and 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 chat with you in studio. I would be, I would be delighted. I, I mean, I'm the only one doing this. If there's some, it's not like it's not like I can't use the healthy competition. Maybe someone out there should do a little. Someone out there, please do a little critter podcast. 
and then we can team up. You can you can follow me around and do everything that I do, but like a, a few months afterwards. Uh, th- that's it. That's it. This has been this has been yike yike. Where's my trike? I I, I had a good time with this one. Uh, you can find me at BaronStainBearcast.org. You can find me on Twitter at BStainBearcast. You can find me on Twitter at P Corey Gonzalez. Uh, that's where I do most of my twittering. Find me on Facebook. Uh, find me on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to the show on Spotify. It's a good way to listen to the show. Uh, leave me a review on iTunes or. Apple Podcasts or wherever you can is there any other place to leave reviews of podcasts that is my major question Uh, I do not know but if there is leave me a review say I'm great say you love me say you cannot live without me and I will see you all next time deep in bear country